This episode of The Outside World is brought to you by Madame Connie's. Silo Voice Studios presents The Outside World Part 2 Madeline's Day Off Though she couldn't see outside, Madeline was undoubtedly on her way to the desk's headquarters. As she hoped her message to Frank had made it through, she wondered if there's anything she could have done differently yesterday. It was her day off, and just as planned, she was spending it with Chad. She had bought an OW Level 3 Visitor's Pass, an exclusive pass, but she could afford it. The couple was enjoying Montreal's Plateau neighborhood, their neighborhood, in the real world. But something else was on her mind. Sorry, what was that? I had inquired if you wished to walk near the artificial lake and perhaps sit down. LaFontaine Park is supposed to feature live ducks. Yeah, sorry, Chad. My mind was, well, I don't know where it was. Figuratively, of course. Ha! Ha! I was not going to correct you. I learned that lesson a year ago on our first date. And I suspect that figuratively, your mind was still at your job. Why do you say that? Because I have been with you the entire day and witnessed nothing that upset you. As you were at work yesterday, I concluded that it must be the source of your present preoccupation. Oh, look, there are ducks. Shall we sit? Of course. And you're right. You're always right. You really know me. Okay, so there was this client. And before you say anything, no. He wasn't a jerk. We screened that out. And yes, he did tip me well. It's just something he said. It really stuck with me. And I can't for the life of me figure out why. What did he say? Well, he was a regular. A desk agent. Mid-level, so he never really talked all that much. But last night, he was a little drunk. And just before he turned over for his happy ending, he told me he hadn't gotten a massage this good in 20 years. The last time was after a drinking session with a desk colleague who didn't follow him to the massage parlor. If it was 20 years ago, it must have been a physical massage. And you were just as good as an in-person masseuse. That is something to be proud of, not disturbed by. I was kind of proud. As proud as you can get from an old drunk guy giving you a compliment. But that's not what has me all bent out of shape. It's what he said next. He told me that he never got to bug his friend from work, Robbie, about missing on a great massage because Robbie was transferred and never heard from him again. And that bothers you? Yeah, and I don't know why. I'm hungry. Want to get an authentic real-world plateau lunch? La banque? Oh, no, sorry. I was thinking of something a little lighter. There was a sandwich place a colleague of mine runs on our off time. We're talking baguettes and, yes, Chad, gourmet cheeses. Brie? A bowie, brie, camembert, whatever you want. You can make it an all-cheese sandwich if you like. Better than a cheese curds in poutine. You know how I love cheese. Agreed. 
This episode of The Outside World is brought to you by Madame Connie's. The following service is available to humans and androids over the age of majority. Whether you're looking to relieve some stress or fulfill your wildest fantasies, Madame Connie's Massage Emporium is the place for you. Visit us from the comfort of your home and the safety of the box. Hologram in and enter a distant past filled with cars, cash, dirty streets. Take refuge in our clean, dreamy establishment and meet our holographic masseuses. No Android employees here. At Madame Connie's, all our staff is human, holographic, and guaranteed to leave you with a smile. Ask for program name The Wrong Side of Town. Madeline, so great to see you in the real world. Welcome to my shop. So is this your guy then? Yes, Miss Rosenbaum. This is Chad. Chad, nice to meet you. Tell me, what do you do? He's a computer programmer. Actually, as I am myself an android who was programmed, and I help fix problems in other programs, I see myself more as a psychiatrist for my own kind. A psychiatrist? You mean a doctor? Oi, vey, Madeline, tell your mother you're dating a doctor. I will. I'll tell. Yeah, go on. Sweetie. Are you okay? What? Yeah. Just been a long week. I'll tell my mother. Um, so Chad here, he really likes cheese. He did love cheese. More than most androids. But it wasn't cheese that Madeline was thinking about. When Mrs. Rosenbaum had mentioned her mother, her mind drifted to her older sister, Safia. Her late sister, as far as anyone knew. In particular... She thought of something her sister had said before her disappearance. Madeline wasn't even ten years old at the time, but her sister was out there, in the world, and knew a great deal. At least that's how young Madeline saw it. They were watching a news report about an assassination, not the Cortez assassination that would happen a few weeks later, changing the world as everyone knew it. No. This was a seemingly unimportant assassination of a desk regional director named Arthur Lemire. When the prime suspect flashed on the screen, Safia's face froze for a moment, and then she said, That's Robbie. No, no, no. They've got the wrong guy. Robbie works for the desk, and, and he just got a promotion. Listen up, sis. Something is very wrong here. Robbie didn't kill Arthur Lemire. Uh, y- you know what? I'm sorry. Don't, don't worry. I'm sure it's a misunderstanding. Guess Robbie and I will have a laugh about this next time I see him. But there wasn't a next time, and while there were plenty of laughs on the way back to the plateau apartment Madeline and Chad shared, she was keeping up a good front. She knew it was bugging her. Robbie. It couldn't be a coincidence. This random client had confirmed what her sister had said so many years before. She had to do more research, but that wouldn't be easy, as this was still date night. I have had a great time today. Perhaps we should sit and talk for a while, then adjourn to the bedroom, hubba hubba. Uh, I'd love to, but I really have to, uh, call my mom first. It might be a while, so I suggest you switch off for an hour and save power. You're gonna need it for later. Quite enticing. Before I switch off, did you ever figure out what was bothering you? Yeah, I had a client named Robbie once. Total asshole. See you soon, babe. Switching off. Madeline didn't like lying to Chad, 
but knew that the desk could download anything they wanted to from him. So she kept her second life as an agent of the plan a secret. That hadn't caused many problems, as she was pretty much a sleeper agent now. But with her recent discovery, that was bound to change. Dora, search for topic. Arthur Lemire, assassination. Hello, Madeline. I am happy to help. Searching. I'm sorry, no public records match that exact search term. I have several records with the name Arthur Lemire, but none mention assassination. Dora, refine search of records containing Arthur Lemire to those which include terms desk, regional director, and Montreal. One record found. Image is attached. Would you like to... Yes, Dora. Read the record and display image. Arthur Lemire is the former regional director for the Department of Enterprise, Society, and Knowledge, acronym DESK, for Eastern and Atlantic Canada, presently retired and living in Montreal. He is 62 years old. Lemire rose to promise... Dora, stop reading. Access personal cloud, Maddie 52. Okay. Open folder, Safia storage, and display all contents. Hmm, let's see. It's gotta be here somewhere. There. Dora, play video file, Robbie TV. Holographic version, not possible. Say standard to play in standard. Standard. In a shocking daytime assassination, Desk Regional Director for Eastern and Atlantic Canada, Arthur Lemire, was shot as he walked down a busy Griffintown street. Exactly like Cortez, even the same street corner. The assailant approached Lemire, concealing a firearm behind a pamphlet, and shot him in the chest, then another time in the head, screamed, Free Us Yesterday, a slogan attributed to the underground group The Plan, before running away. I knew I wasn't imagining this. Drone footage of the incident provided an image of the assailant. If you see this man, do not approach. Dora, pause recording. Oh. My. God. Display image from previous search next to video. Now, extrapolate from visual data. If the person in the image on the left, age 20 years, could he be the person in the image on the right? Affirmative. So Robbie was accused of Lemire's murder, which never happened according to public records, but mirrored the Cortez assassination to a T? An assassination there are tons of records on, and now Robbie is Lemire and very much alive? Was this a dry run? Could Cortez not be what everyone thinks it is? Dora, resume video. Lemire is survived by his widow Chantal. Madeline couldn't believe her eyes. The widow of the now supposedly alive Lemire, Chantal, was the spitting image of the woman she had come to know as Madame Connie. She knew she was in way over her head and needed to get a message to Frank, but couldn't speak with him directly. She texted, Send your friend to my work tomorrow. I'll give him a special time to his dummy phone. This was their code for a priority meeting. She didn't mention her new name, as it was a necessary risk. She couldn't trust Madame Connie, and knew that if the contact asked for her blown cover name, it would seem like Frank was doing a routine check on a sleeper agent, and not that she had requested a meeting. She only hoped the kid Frank sent wasn't dumb enough to say Bailey too loud. She almost reprogrammed Chad to sleep the night, but decided against it. Now, on her way to desk headquarters, she was glad she didn't decide to skip the end of their evening. A night of passion with Chad was undoubtedly going to be the last normal experience she would have for a while.
The Outside World is a radio drama produced by Saiwa Voice Studios in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, featuring the voice talents of Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto, featuring original music by Patrick Gardner and Ronnie Mizrahi, radio play written by Jason C. McLean, from a story by Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto, recorded by Patrick Gardner, edited by Jerry Gabriel. Music is owned by the respective creators and sound effects are licensed under Creative Commons. Story and production, copyright 2022, Siwa Voice Studios. Follow us at Siwa Voice Studios on Facebook and at Siwa Voice on Twitter. Support us at patreon.com slash Voice for exclusive content, merch, and more. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or at SiwaVoice.com. Join us for part three, The Real World.